Welcome to the NFT Now podcast. Every Wednesday, we speak with trailblazing artists, collectors, and technologists about how NFTs are redefining the creative economy and how you can be a part. I'm Sam Heisel. I'm Alejandro Navia. And I'm Matt Medved, and we're on a mission to empower the creators of culture. Welcome to the show. Matt, what's happening, man? How you feeling? Good, Sam. How about yourself? I can't complain, man. A little hot in New York City, but we're pushing through, man. Weather's great in the metaverse. Let me tell you that. <laughs> what's uh, Who we got lined up today? Man, we have got a special guest today. We finally got Fuck Render straight from Vancouver. Um, for those of you who don't know him, he's one of the most successful 3D artists in the NFT space. Um, he sold millions in sales, multiple six-figure one-of-ones, including a recent 107K sale at Sotheby's Natively Digital Auction. He's collaborated with A-listers like Zed on his Nifty Drop, and he has an extremely ambitious uh, Fuck Renderverse concept for, for his releases. I, I think he's really taking taking it to the next level. I'm uh, very excited for this one. Yeah, for sure. And I think he incredibly smart person and obviously kind of got his start doing 3D client work and really has made a powerful entrance as a kind of crypto artist and, and um, has had a lot of success with his NFTs. And I think we speak around what are some of the things he's been really intentional about with regards to building community that's really enabled that level of success, how he tries to uplift and collaborate with other artists, some of the things that he's really excited about as the market continues to evolve and mature and um, what are some of the other specific kind of vertical outside of just art and crypto art where nfts will really penetrate in a, in a very disruptive way so i think we covered a lot of ground in this episode and really really grateful to have had him on um to really excited to dive in one quick note before we do that though i uh, do want to encourage you to check out our newsletter at nftnow.co um there we simplify the market into actionable insights uh once a week sending through a kind of update that curates a lot of the 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 best updates, interesting market movements, upcoming drops, uh, simple way, just go nftnow.co to sign up there. And without any further ado, fuck render. Fred, how's it going, man? Hey, how are you guys? Good, good. Really glad to finally have you on the podcast. Let's go. Yep. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Well, you know, I know that, um, you know, we've been chatting for a long time and uh, you've you've been doing so much in the space uh, as, you know, since this conversation started. Um, you know, for those who may not know your background, uh, would love to just dive a little bit into how you started with 3D work uh, in, to begin with. I, I was doing some research. I, I saw that there was a bicycle accident that kind of set everything into motion. So take us through, uh, you know, the, the formative chapters of your career. Yeah, so I started, um, I pretty much started like seven years ago. Uh, I was working full time at a restaurant called Romeo's Pizzeria, which was like a very nice little uh, neighborhood restaurant. Uh, I was waiter there. I was doing a lot of cycling back back then, like semi-professional. I was doing, I actually did a, a race in, in Brooklyn, uh, not in Red Oak, called the Red Oak Crit back then. I was doing a lot of, of cycling and, and I, I did Montreal to Boston. And I think it was three days. And when I came back, I had two vertebrae that was displaced. So all my left side was, was completely numb. Like for, uh, it's still a little bit numb, but it's it's way better than, than it was. So yeah, so I couldn't do, I could still work. It was kind of kind of painful, but I couldn't do like much more exercise. And I'm the type of person that really needs my brain to be like running 24 hours like a day because otherwise like i i get too anxious or stuff like this i'm way better now but but back in the days that it was like completely terrible my anxiety was 
nasty. So yeah, so I decided to just learn something. So I, I tried many things. Honestly, I tried so many t- different things. Uh, and one day I just like, I was like, oh, I'd like to do something on the computer. And I downloaded Blender and I didn't like it. And I downloaded Cinema 40 and I was like, oh, okay, that's that's cool. There, there was a little bit more resource for Cinema 40 back, back then. I was doing 40 hours a week at the restaurant. I was literally doing 40 a week. For 40 hours a week of just learning to do shit on my computer. And yeah, it's pretty much started like this. I love it. And then, I mean, over time, how did, I mean, obviously you kind of refined your skills and improved a lot and then really got into a place where you entered into the, the NFT community. Can you talk a little bit about kind of the transition into NFT specifically? Yeah, honestly, it was pretty smooth. Um, I I was literally just doing what I was doing before, but like instead of like, it was just like, it was super interesting at first because it, like it was so new for me and it was pretty new for everybody. So, but yeah, just my, my two friends, it was uh, Alexi, uh, which is Aphoria and Jason Abayer. They, they, they told me a little bit about crypto and I was like that crypto art. And I was like, okay, that's interesting. And I signed up to Super Air, got accepted and minted my first piece there. So it was pretty cool. But yeah, it was, it's weird, man. Like, I don't know, like it's, uh, like I'm so used to, I was so used to just do like commercial work. I, like literally for the past like four or five years, I was doing like 80 hours to hundred hours a week of client work, which lead, leads me to like a couple burnouts and major depression, which I, I really don't recommend anybody to work more than what they can really do. But yeah, I don't know. Like it was pretty smooth. No, I mean, it, it kind of liberating now too, that I'm sure you get to just kind of, uh, create for yourself and for your community. And I think that's one piece of feedback that we really just love to hear about the NFT market in general, especially from kind of the, the artist perspective. And is that it like, it almost just enables a completely new level of creativity because you can actually just create for yourself, for your community and not feel like you have to channel your your skills into a client scope and just to satiate their needs. From your perspective, what have been some of the how, how do you feel like that has given you this creative liberation as an artist? And, and how have you explored that and really pressed into that? Yeah, honestly, it's fucking crazy, man. Like before, it's 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 going to sound, sound crazy what, what I'm going to say, but before NFTs, there is not a lot of artwork that I, I look and I'm like, oh yeah, that's a very sick artwork. Like they're, they're, they're like, I don't know. I was doing so much work that I didn't like and I was doing so much work that I made for people to see, like example, uh, like what I was doing, uh, like I was seeing a studio or an artist that I wanted to work with. So I was doing artwork kind of my own way and what they would like. So it was just like, it was, it was just not natural. And I feel now I'm just doing shit that I like. Like I have a couple of pieces that I minted from the past, but these are the, the artwork that I personally really like. The main thing was like, now I still work a lot, but I work a quarter of what I what I used to work. And now it's more like I do art, basically. I just don't have to do fucking anything else, which is pretty much the craziest part. And like I, I, I'm taking a commercial work right, work right now, but being able to say yes and no is something so crazy. Before, because before then, like I was still making a good amount of money before with commercial work. Uh, I was living pretty well, but like, 
I had to take literally everything, literally everything to make sure because I live in Vancouver. It's fucking expensive to live here. Like yeah, rent is not like anywhere in anywhere. So hey, you guys know it. Like in New York, it's pretty much the same. So yeah, and I mean, look, it, it's it's amazing to think. You know, you I mean, you just had uh, a sale at Sotheby's uh, for more than one hundred seven thousand dollars at for the natively digital auction. You've That's got, so you've, you've, I know you've got this upcoming Christie's auction as well that you're a part of. Um, I, and I know you've 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 talked a bit about this that this was sort of something you had you had always dreamed of. Like, tell us a little bit about what being accepted by the major auction houses, what that means, how do, what that means for you, and also what does that mean for like the three D community, which traditionally yeah. didn't really get the time of day. Dude, this is so crazy. And I, I was actually t- thinking about this yesterday. I was like, I applied in so many art galleries in Montreal, and there's not a lot of art galleries that let me have a piece of mine in their gallery. And the only gallery that let me do it was like Saint-Fee, which is a very popular digital native uh, art gallery. But all the traditional, all the, the thing, they were looking at, looking at my art back, back then and they were like, nah, dude, that's not art. Like, fuck, get the fuck out of, the, like, of here. And it, it pissed me off so much because like, I never was like the, the technical guy. Like you see so many like digital, like I feel the digital artist community and motion design community, there's two different type of, of, of person. There is the people that are super techie. They, they, they know how to do literally everything, but they do stuff for other people. And me, I fall in a category where I'm not, I'm not good to, I'm not super technical. I'm not good to recreate like a perfect water simulation that will make and like a flower grow or anything. Like I'm not that kind of person. I'm, I'm more someone, someone who wants to tell a, a story by what I've lived and what I'm living right now. And it was pretty challenging because to get client work, you need to have like skills, like technical skills. And there's so many projects that I couldn't do because I didn't have these technical skills because commercial work, they don't give a fuck about your artistic like uh, interpretation or what, what what's inside you. They just want the end result at the end of the day. So yeah, like, but I was pretty fortunate and lucky that in some commercial work, they wa- really wanted my, my, my visual and my, my artistic uh, development more than my skills, which played well for me uh, as for some, some project. But I think it's crazy that we... We've we're, we've been recognized as artists and not just digital artists and not just like oh like this guy does 3D so he can do it or shoe commercial like it's it's it, like digital digital art is art like this is and yeah it's pretty crazy and honestly it's pretty surreal to have like just add like a Sotheby's and a Christie's is personally not something I would I would have ever accept uh, I expected and I think it's I think it's going to be crazy because I think in the next few months, we'll see a lot of people having uh, their feet in, in big auction house or just their own town, like art gallery. That, I think yeah. that's going to be like crazy. 1000%. No, I mean, it's amazing to see. And I think obviously still very early on in the game. And I think just oh, yeah. being able to empower artists, I mean, that's definitely something that, that drives and, us to do what we do every day. Yeah. And we fucking need better screens for this because a regular TV screens is 16 by nine or nine by 16, depending on how you, you look at it. But I do four by five all the time, mm. pretty much yeah. all the time. So we need like, different aspect ratio screen and if you see like the Sotheby's one like there was this black frame over it and I don't know like it should it should look better than 
than this and yeah. yeah no i mean that that'll be very interesting i know there's a lot of like different yeah. applications that are coming to light with regards to being able to like cast nfts and i think obviously too i mean even just like social networks that are um coming to light where people can effectively have it, it kind of uh online portfolios or personal galleries that they can showcase and i think it'll be very interesting to see how this experience yeah. of, of owning and sharing the nfts that you own evolves over time yeah i'm i'm, I'm curious um from your perspective i mean there's a lot of talented and, and it, i mean this is i know Madden and i spent a lot of time in music industry and like there's a lot of talent and talent doesn't necessarily equate to success Unfortunately, yeah. not like it's not uh, a meritocracy simply based off the, the quality and creativity of work. I think there's other factors at play. I think you've done a fantastic job at having that quality of work. But I think there's also this other intangible to to your kind of rise as an artist that's really enabled this level of kind of success with your career in this kind of field of crypto art and NFTs outside of the actual creative pursuit, what are some of the other areas that you've really focused on and been intentional about that you think have created this strong foundation for you to succeed and, and truly be a successful NFT artist or crypto artist? Yeah, it's interesting that, that you, you, you talk about this because I was I was talking about this to, to a friend of mine and uh, he's been an amazing artist and everything but like he's always always saying oh i need i need to do more shit i need to do more stuff and and stuff like this and and he told me like dude how do you get all you get and i think the the the, the reason is because i feel I, I fail a lot of time and i'm not scared to try something and fail like if if like i i did i did like I did couple like uh, NFT move that wasn't was very bad for for me. Even if it's bad, I can I, I can just work twice as hard and come back, you know. And I just feel that people are too scared to try stuff and just to say yes to projects because they're scared to uh, burn their name or stuff like this. But I think it's it's important to do both. I think like if you say yes to everything, that's you're gonna fucked up your name all the time for sure but i think it's important to to just try and explore that community and just like see where the threshold is and like yeah it's it's hard to explain in english actually but yeah it's, i think it's it's a, it's important to be open minded about the opportunities and possibilities that that are around you because some people just see like especially with nft people only see the money aspect which is the complete the most dangerous thing to see is if you only see the money. Yeah, I don't know. I I think I think doing project for a l less money that brings you something different is very important as well. Uh, but I don't know. Yeah, I think being open open minded is is what will bring you the most out of this journey. I guess I, I love that, and you know, it, it really ties into you know something I wanted to discuss, which is you know I, I think that one thing that's so special about the NFT community is just how collaborative it is. Um, you know, artists are able to collect each other, they're able to co-sign each other, and they're able to collaborate with each other. And you've done that. You know, you've yeah. you've co-signed and collaborated with artists like Lorona, like Beige, and really helped move the needle for them in certain ways too, which I think is so cool. I'd love to hear like your thought process around that, like uh, like artists suddenly being able to kind of like put each other on like that and the impact that, that you can make. And then also, you know, advice you might have for other artists that are trying to kind of come up. Yeah. Honestly, it's it's pretty surreal to say that uh and i don't want to say that in a braggy way but like 
the other day I bought something on on uh, N Ice Ice and Tune. I don't know how to properly say that, but and after I bought it, I just like shared it, and right away all of this collection got sold out, and it's so fucking sick. Like I feel so like proud of this to like. If I buy something, people believe in in what I'm doing so much that they follow it. But it's it's I feel it's so dangerous. It's still very dangerous, so I need to be careful of like what I'm buying and stuff like this. And because you don't want to be like that that guy who control the market or anything. But like I just I just love like being able to support artists and having people that supports me that supports the artists that I'm supporting. I think this is the most powerful part of like the NFT community is like we all kind of have or each other's back and we all support like like a very good example like look at Mad Dog Jones he's been supporting artists and like every time Mad Dog like as an artist in, in in his vision he's like we have a group and we're in we're like he's like oh I, I love this artist uh, she's having like a nifty drop we should support that and we're like oh yeah that's super cool and we all support that because we're like just one fucking big family and it's uh i think that's one of the craziest part about the nft space i mean it, it truly is a special and like very supportive place i think it's uh I think there's this shared sense of optimism around the future, around the fact yeah. that like we're still very early and like everybody sees this value in helping each other and creating a rising tide that can lift all ships. Mm. It was all, I don't know if this is like cynical, but I, I do feel like down the road, once like the market's more mature, it'll be a little more like competitive. But I don't know. Oh, I yeah. think across but, across all yeah, go ahead. You can, you can already see it right now. Like there's a lot of like I feel especially with foundation, like there's 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 there there was a very huge influx of new artists it's very it sucks and it's sad but like a lot of these artists doesn't see as much success as they would want to and a lot of people that they really got bitter about the nft nft space sorry um and because of this and i i'm starting to see it uh like people that that are complaining about like other artists having more success and stuff like this and other nft project like you see, like the 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 ape versus the me bit type thing, you know, uh, even like the apes against the punks and stuff like this. To me, like I don't know, man. I'm I've always I've always been like that. I've always put my head down and focus on what I want to do uh, rather than I don't give a fuck if you buy a punk or an ape or I don't get like or if someone that I'm not a, a fan of having a fucking crazy sale, I'm just fucking proud for them. Like it's just fucking crazy. Um, and I don't know. I just, I just feel, I just, yeah. I, I think there's gonna be more competition for sure. Which is, which is LT competition is LT. I yeah. think. For sure, but, for sure. Yeah, lots of people won't won't be seeing the success they they want to, but that doesn't mean they they should give up. They should just focus on what they want to do and be part of the community at the end of the day. A thousand percent. In that vein, I mean, on the when you think about the evolution of the market looking over the course of the next three to five years, like how do you see the NFT market continuing to evolve and how do you really see this impacting creators across other domains? I know there's been some, some early wins of musicians like yeah. Blau or RAC that have done really interesting activations, but like we're still very early. And I think, <laughs> I don't yeah. know if you saw BT, BT's project on, I think it was super rare. Uh, it was pretty crazy, but um, but yeah, I think art in general will be 0.1% of what NFT usage will be, basically. I think once the the like medicines and science will get into NFTs, 
Uh, I know the, I, I was reading this the other day, they're starting to mint blood sample on the blockchain. So because from what I know, I'm, I'm far from someone's like medicine smart, but from what I know, they, they have a hard time sharing data between uh, hospitals. And I think encrypting, uh, example, uh, research documents on the blockchain for everybody to have access to these documents will be, I think it will be a good, a big milestone. And I think this is why these uh, area of, of the NFTs, the future NFT space will dwarf what uh, art will be. And I think art, art, art will be a very tiny percentage of what the NFT usage will be. Uh, I think we'll be seeing it in so many things. I can see it in the restaurants and stuff like this to keep track of like all the orders and stuff like this. But I think it's going to be interesting. For sure. For sure. I totally agree with that. Um, and, you know, kind of like looking to the future too, it's it's interesting. I mean, um, you know, I think in recent in recent weeks, obviously, you know, the NFT community has kind of grappled with, with some of the... Um, you know, the education and safety side of, 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 of security. Um, obviously you had that high profile MetaMask hack. Just you know, walk us, walk us through, through that. Cause that, that was scary. You know, and I think everyone yeah. in the community was, was, uh, came out and with a ton of support and, but everyone was scared that like you had lost some, perhaps some tokens that, that wouldn't have been easy to, to, um, to recover. And thankfully it sounds, it sounds like you were able to secure the most, the most valuable. Uh, yeah, parts no, of, yeah, yeah. yeah. I lost like a very fucking, bunch of money which pissed me off on day to day but like there, there there's literally nothing i can do but and it was crazy because like i've been doing commercial work for six years and these kind of emails or dms i received that every day 20 times a day so it was literally they, they, they were very smart um they, they they were like oh we have this uh my boss wants to do this project they have this amount of, of uh, eat for you uh, we have this mock-up of the that that our team did. Can you look, take a look at it and come back for us? So to me, I was like, oh yeah. And I was like on my, on, on the phone with my girlfriend. And I, I was doing other shit. I was like, I was like, okay, I, I open it and everything. And it was, and when I clicked, it didn't open anything. And I and I look at the extension right away, and it was a screensaver. And I was like, oh shit. That's that's something like that's not that's not good. So I literally unplug, I, I shut down my computer, I unplug internet, I shut down internet, I called Wilkin from Manifold and I was like, dude, I just did this, did I fucked up? And he was like, oh no, oh no, 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 no. And he was losing, he was losing his shit. I, I was like, <laughs> okay, bro, like, like, don't fuck with me. Like, is it that bad? And he was like, okay, look at your MetaMask. And I look at my MetaMask, everything was still there. I was like, oh, okay, that's good. I kept looking at my at all my account that had money in there. And I, I keep like, dude, I was literally all my five apps on my phone, like sliding. Okay, money was still there. Every fucking second I was like dragging between accounts. I was like freaking out. And one time I look at my MetaMask. All these transactions, they took every fucking thing. Everything in my MetaMask. They literally swoop everything. But they haven't touched my, my, my NFTs, which was pretty cool. Uh, from them i'm getting their assholes um but so so when i saw my metamask like emptied i was like my vision did and i started to feel like i was like oh shit and i had this kick of adrenaline and i was like okay i'm let's 
let's fucking destroy them. So Wilkin and I and Richard, we took everything and we secured literally everything before they could take everything because they, are, they had access to all of my accounts because I was dumb enough to save all my password on Chrome. So they had literally everything. They had literally everything. They tried to log into my Gemini. Uh, I had 2FA, which saved me a lot. Uh, they, they literally had all my seed phrase for, for all my wallets because my, my seed phrase were stored on my fucking desktop. Like how stupid this is. So yeah. So I just like we 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 were able to secure everything like real quick and honestly without the the guy at manifold like I would I would probably have lost way more, like way more. Well, I'm I'm so glad that that um that uh you, you didn't lose way more. And you know I do think that it was sort of like you know uh, as as terrible as it was, it was also sort of a teachable moment for the community. I think a lot yeah. of people it was very you know it, I think a lot of people learned learned a thing or two about um best practices with security um because of that yeah Yeah. that was a very expensive cybersecurity course yeah that's that's, that's how i see it man i I really want to talk a little bit about um some of some of like your pieces and and, and the artistic scope like i'm so like i I've, i've told you before like i'm i'm super impressed by the fuck renderverse um the 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 scope of the concept um, just even like starting to see it from grow from the spirit stone to the soul stone to this whole world and then multiple worlds that you're building. So I just wanted to also like allow you the opportunity to, t- to explain, you know, to the to our listeners, what is the fuck render verse? Like, what's the inspiration there? Like, what does the future hold for that? Like, what's your vision? Yeah. So, so fuck render verse is, is a project that I want to build long term. So I, I don't like. That's why I don't like care if there's FOMO or not. Like I'm just building my own shit, and if people want to join it, they join. And if they don't, I don't. Like I'm not gonna push everybody to join the fuck universe. But like the the main idea before, behind this, it, it was to me when I when I sold my first NFTs, I was like, dude, someone just bought a JPEG, basically, or a video. I didn't understand the, the full concept of the blockchain and everything. But I to me, I wanted to give more to the collectors, so I wanted to. So with, with all the, the, the pandemic and everything and like being super far, like you cannot come in Vancouver and see my art gallery that I own with Beige and, and Victor and stuff like this. So I was like, how can I give to my collectors something that haven't been done before? And they could. So I created this fucker universe where all my NFTs at some point will be sitting there. All my NFTs are there and they, you can literally go see them in virtual space. So you can literally come close to them and see them in a digital space, which is pretty fucking impressive if you ask me uh and even myself i'm fucking blown away every time i go in the fucking universe i'm like yeah that's so sick that's so much fun and like yeah and so yeah it's a, it's a project that i created long term it's it's a place that i want to all my nfts to sit um i want to do like uh egg there from time to times um and yeah it's just it's just a place to chill and just see my art basically it's like a virtual museum but instead of seeing like just a a board with the image you can see the actual piece sitting in space there yeah no that's awesome and i think it's very exciting to see how that continues to to evolve over time when you uh, one other thing i'm curious about and kind of want to dive into is i feel like obviously you you're established very well as an artist but i think over time i mean you've really become an avid vocal collector too of the actual art and collectibles yeah. and i think like you as a collector i mean really has this almost like power to like move markets and and shine a light on some really important projects um 
What has it been like adjusting to this role of being an influential collector in addition to just being an artist? No, I, I wouldn't say I'm an influential collector, but uh, but uh, thank you. You are in our book, man. <laughs> uh, that's cool. No, but like honestly, I, I like I love when people collect my art, so I know the feeling. It like I know the feeling, so I was like, dude, I just want to collect so many pieces now because like I'm in a position where I made like a decent amount of money where I can just like sit and create art. So if I can collect stuff that I like and help other people in different situations to just have a little bit more freedom, dude, I fucking, I won. I, I literally, I won. Like, so yeah, like I, and I love collecting. I love like, uh, the, what I, I like the most is showing my collection to non-crypto friends that doesn't understand NFTs. And I am like, dude, do you know how much I paid for this? And they're like, no, how much? And I tell them and they're like, you paid this for a fucking image. You're like, you're a fucking idiot. I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm stupid. Like, but I don't know. Like there, there's something so, so cool about like um, collecting art and collecting digital art. And to me, I'm more present in the metaverse, like on Twitter and everywhere than in real life. I don't like, I don't have a bunch of friends outside of Twitter. Basically, I have Victor, Beige, and Mad Dog, and like a four and a couple of people. But like in Vancouver, Vancouver, I have like maybe five friends, and like I I I love like to be able to show my Twitter friends my fucking collection, you know. And I don't know, it's like it's like having a Rolex. When when my dad bought a Rolex when he was younger, he was like, "Hey, yeah, look at my Rolex." I don't know, it's it's like it's kind of satisfying to see like your collection growing and other people collection growing and see what other people are collecting. And, and it's also a challenge to collecting that it are nice because now everybody can look at your collection and be like, Oh shit, he collected this. What the fuck? And I don't know. It's, it's, it's a cool game. I think I feel. Totally. Totally. And I love, I love, you know, this, uh, everyone's being able to wear multiple hats these days, which and they, that they couldn't have worn in, in the traditional art space. And it's just yeah. exciting to see, um, you know, as we kind of, as we kind of bring the, the uh, interview to a close, you know, I just wanted to, to hear, what are you excited about for the coming months, the rest of the year? What are you, what are you working on? Obviously you've got this Christie's drop. Just let, let us know what you're excited about. Yeah. Um, dude, honestly, I'm excited to work less and just do art. Uh, this is pretty much what, what I'm, I'm the most excited. And when I say workless, it's not like not, not work at all, but just not work 80 hours, but maybe like 30, 40 hours a week, uh, which is a big change for me. Um, I'm so excited about the fuck crystals that I'm releasing. Um, I know there's a shit ton of collectible project, but I think this, this one will be uh, fairly different. And I, I mostly do this for people more than for myself. I feel like a lot of collectible projects are just like cash grab. Um, and I can't wait to show the pricing of the, 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 the crystals. I think it's going to be very, very inter interesting in the usage of, of them. Um, and it, it, I, going aside of, of the, the initial question, but like to me with, with these crystal, crystal is like, I was kind of tired of people always wanting utilities to my art. Uh, because I feel like art shouldn't necessarily have utility. Uh, so I, I wanted to split both and use uh, my use being able to release one-on-one. -on -one and if people want to collect my art, they'll be able to collect my art with limited edition, very, very limited edition. 
and and one on one. Like there's not going to be any open edition anymore. Um, and so if people want to collect my art, they can collect my art. And if they want to support me and support my project and want NFTs that has utilities, they have the fuck crystal. So that was my my way for myself to bridge both together and uh, not bridge, but separate the the my art and and the utility part of NFTs. Um, because to me, it doesn't make sense that a uh, 10 out of 10 as a utility in, in the future. Like if it, to me, like collect my art or don't, don't collect it at the end of the day. Like, um, but yeah, I'm excited for the fuck yourselves. I'm really excited for, for fuck Rendezverse. Uh, I've hired a couple of people to help me develop it and we've been working hard on this uh, lately. So it's going to be pretty cool to see the new updates. I'm so excited about Manifold. I think they're, they're really shaping the NFT space um, and they're really they're really making something great uh, out of their skills. And these guys are just so fucking smart and so helpful in, in that space. And uh, I think people should not overlook uh, them. They should really pay close attention to what they're doing because they're going to do great in the space. And yeah, like, dude, there's so many things I, I love from that space. I love what you guys are doing. I think you're, you guys are shaping that space. So people like you are so important to spread knowledge and just like meet new people and understand what new people like people are where they come from um i think this is one of the most beautiful thing that we have in space is people like you guys that spread that knowledge uh but yeah there's too many shit for real it's it's i'm so excited i'm i'm so excited like i i, I was talking to a friend of mine like uh, not a very friend of mine but like a hometown friend of mine from high school and he asked me about nfts Dude, I spoke to this guy for five days straight, what NFT was. And like, it was, it was like, dude, you're so fucking passionate about this. I was like, dude, you have no idea how passionate about I'm, uh, I'm about this. Like, it's just so crazy. It, it literally changed my life. So that's pretty much why I'm so passionate. I want people to understand what it is and to come in with the right intention as well. But yeah. Yeah. Wow, man. Well, appreciate all the kind words. And I think it goes right back at you too, man. I think it's uh, people like you that are operating from the right intentions, looking to uplift others in the community, trying to set a precedent for the, um, what is a kind of fun, holistic, like truly expressive and authentic way to to create art and build community in this space. So really appreciate you coming on today. Really appreciate all the work you're, you're working on and everything that you've got coming up and uh, wish you nothing but the best of luck, man, going forward. So, yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much, guys. For real, I fucking appreciate you, and thank you for for the patience. I know I've been uh, hard to get uh, in the past few weeks. I'm so sorry about this. You can't rush greatness, man. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much. That's it. Cool, man. We'll talk soon. Yeah. Ciao, guys. Man, really enjoyed that episode. Super smart, grounded guy. Took the fall with the, the cybersecurity, went to cybersecurity school on behalf of all of us. So grateful for those, those contributions. Really excited for all the work he's got coming up. Um, what stood out to you, Matt? Yeah, no, like I, you know, I just think that he, you know, really brings a level of depth and vision to his work that I think a lot of artists could learn from. And I love the fact that he, you know, 
wasn't scared to roll the dice a bit and collaborate with other artists and and you know put some artists that that he really liked on uh you know he a lot of artists are, are perhaps sometimes even a little too overprotective of their brand and and i love the fact that he approaches it from from the position of of trying new things and experimenting and and working with 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 artists that he likes um the other thing you know is just i think it, it it's so cool to hear him talk about how uh how important and uh, you know these these major auction sales and recognition are for the 3D community, which really you know just never really got that time of day from the traditional art world, and you know it's just he's he's really helping lead that charge, and it was just really really powerful to hear him speak to that. Yeah, one thousand percent. Well, uh, as always, thank you all so much for tuning in. Um, if you haven't already, would really appreciate it if you could leave a review in uh, Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to this. That'll help us uh, get good feedback from you guys or, or constructive feedback, all feedback that we love and appreciate. Um, but it also help us reach some new people and some new listeners. So um, if you have time, do that. Other than that, we'll be back next week. Super grateful for your continued support. And until then, we out.